All right, welcome to Noster Devs X. This is the 10th edition of Noster Devs. Um, I'm gonna, like I usually do, I'm gonna offer some prizes for anyone who might be out there online who wants to participate. Uh, I'll do a 10,000 sat prize for the best question. Uh, sorry, it was 20K last time, but inflation's hitting everybody. Uh, and 10,000 sats, show me the best project. Um, I'm kind of light this time on projects to go over. So if you can show me something that I haven't covered before, or even if I have covered it and there's something new, um, you, can, you can get 10,000 sats for that. Um, I wanna see if we're on Zapstream, but it might pop up in a minute. Okay, the first, the, th the first thing I want to go over is a little bit more of a topic. Um, it's not so much a Noster app, but I wanted to talk about how Threads um, just started doing federation, or really the first like baby step towards federation with the Fediverse. So um, this is a profile on Threads. It's um, one of the main people in Threads, Meta, Instagram, that whole not a big fan of <laughs> not, not a big fan of the company, but I, I do find this to be an interesting development. So th this is his profile on Threads, and here's um, here's the same profile on Noster, and it's not coming directly into Noster, but it's coming through the Moster Bridge, which is the Fediverse Noster Bridge created by Alex Gleason. Um, so you know I can see a post here from two days ago. I'm assuming that's Okay, things might not be completely up to date. I see this post from two days ago. I see this one 19 hours ago. So it might not be entirely up to date, or it could be, um, could be that this post doesn't come through because it has media, so it might be a different, it might be handled differently in their system. Um, but the cool thing is, it's the first step towards interoperability um, uh, between threads and the wider Fediverse. And because Noster is bridged to the Fediverse, that means it's a step towards um, maybe there'll be a future where you wouldn't have to be on any centralized social media platform, but you could still interact with normie friends who don't want to leave sort of that ecosystem. Um, they would have to create a Threads, which is basically one click if they already have an Instagram account. But I think that's a lot easier for a lot of people than going into the daunting world of the decentralized social media. So I'm cautiously optimistic for, um, for what this integration could bring. All right, uh, the next thing I wanna look at is a project called DTAN XYZ. It's a, it looks like a Noster integration for torrents. Um, this is really my first time looking at it, but you can see the, uh, the login is a Noster login, and people are posting uh, torrents that are attached to their Noster profile. So I, I see a lot of potential here. Um, essentially, Noster can become a sort of discoverability layer for torrents, which has always been the sucky part about torrents, right? I mean, the, the search engines for torrents aren't reliable or they get shut down. Um, so I'm pretty optimistic that this could be 
a good way to solve that, but then I do have, I do have some concerns as well. Um, would, would this be a way of people putting a target on their back, right? If, if someone is prolifically posting all the best torrents and it's all tied to their reputation based on their Noster profile, it's making it pretty easy to find that person, right? So, so I'm a little concerned about that. Another concern I, I could see is, you know, it, it is just reputation-based, right? So let's say you have someone on Noster who's a complete nim, and they've somehow built up a reputation for themselves as, you know, they're, they're posting all the good torrents, right? I mean, if you're a spook, how difficult is it to post 100, 200 good torrents, and then you post one that's a honeypot? Like, it's just your reputation on the line. I don't, so maybe it solves this problem, maybe it doesn't. Um, maybe it's a good replacement for the existing torrent search engines. If anything, it might just be a good way to discover things from your friends on Noster. Um, you know, I can, uh, I can just take a look here and see, okay, here's a thing about bodybuilding, here's software, you know, that might be cool. Um, as a Noster app, this could potentially have better features where, you know, maybe I could filter by my friends or even friends of friends or include some kind of trust rating there. So there's a lot of potential there, but also some possible concerns. Uh, moving on, the next app I want to look at, I'm pretty excited about this one. It's Corny Chat, and it's basically a replacement for Noster Nests. And there's been a lot of talk since like the early days of Noster Nests about um, doing better Noster integration, where you can actually log in with your um, Noster extension or something like that. And there, it's, it seems like there's just been no progress on that front. Um, so all of a sudden, Corny Chat just sort of came out of nowhere. And I think just just in its like early alpha stage, it seems to already be doing a lot of things better. So uh, one example is if I, if I want to join a room, I can log in with Noster extension. That, that's a big improvement over Noster nests. And once you're in the room, um, the UI is also a little bit nicer. Um, so, it's, it's a great example of how development happens in the Nostra ecosystem where um, when someone has a new idea, they, do, they don't really own it. Even if it's closed source like Nostra Nest has been, um, it's just a matter of time until someone else comes along and does a better job of it. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. The next project I want to look at is Resolver. Um, I, I know almost nothing about this. Um, I just saw a post on it, and I wanted to try to dig into it now. So it's a peer-to-peer -peer bounty marketplace. Um, but again, it has a Noster extension login, so, so that's pretty neat. Any, any bounty is associated to the poster's Noster profile. So I can see, I can see their profile there. Um, haven't looked into it at all, but it does seem like a promising way to do bounties. Um, I know there's already been 
I think there's there's been some kind of nip already for bounties because I've seen it in Amethyst. So I'm not sure if this is building on top of it or if it's starting over, um, building from the ground up. But either way, it's it's pretty neat to see. I think it's a pretty good development. All right, the next thing on my list is uh, I want to take a look at Coracle because I know uh, John has been really since the beginning. He's been uh, he's been really focused on what you can do like on the private side of Noster, as far as building private groups and building private communities. Um, and so Coracle came out with uh, groups and this is my first time looking at it. So I'm a little surprised to see um, public groups here because the whole thing is I can go in here and create um, a private group. Um, yeah, it says right here at the top, create a private place where members can talk. So I'm assuming that when I create a group in Coracle, it's going to create it as a private group, but it's also displaying these uh, public groups. Um, it's, it's strange that it's showing Bookster, because Bookster is a community. Like, it's, it's part of the communities. I believe that's NIP 172. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's my first time looking at it, so I'm not really sure why it's showing a community as a group. Um, maybe it piggybacked onto that NIP. So maybe, maybe it uses the same note kind to represent a private group. I'm guessing that might be what it is. Um, like, so for Bookster, it's showing a calendar and a market. Those are some of the features that John has been talking about from the beginning that he wants to, to see in these private groups. Um, so let's see. Creating a group. You can have a name, a picture, description. Um, you can specify relays. I'm not quite sure how the private aspect of it comes in. Maybe it encrypts everything. Um, but yeah, it's, pre it's a pretty exciting development. It's something I want to look into more. Maybe, maybe in the next session I can do a deeper dive into, into these private groups. Let me see if the zap streaming is working. Okay, excellent. Um, I should be able to find it here. I'm on the live tab in Amethyst. Sometimes the easier way is if I just see, okay, here it is. All right. Um, yeah, so again, there's a bounty for best project if anyone wants to shill a project and best question. So I'll keep, I'll keep my eye on the chat there. Um, uh, Logan might get the prize this time. He's usually pretty good at uh, coming up with some crazy questions. Uh, okay, another, another app I wanted to look at is I wanted to demo the new marketplace in Amethyst. And I, I don't have a setup right now to do a live demo. So I just have a couple of screenshots, but it's a new tab. It's a new tab here in Amethyst. And uh, yeah, so now we have a marketplace tab and you can see these uh, product listings. And if you, if you tap on one, it brings up just a really basic interface where essentially all it's providing is a way to uh, message the seller. 
Um, oh, it's not okay. I guess it's anything that I'm sharing from my computer. It looks like what I'm sharing from the computer is not going out on the live stream. Well, it's, it's just, just, it's just your, your browser is. Oh, it's just the browser. Okay, yeah, so okay. Might depend so on. Right now, I'm, I'm on the uh, Is it lagging way far behind? Because I'm looking at the stream right now and I'm seeing exactly what's supposed to be there. Might be that it's lagging. It is lagging. Okay. It's updated it, it's working fine for me. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, so sorry about the. Sorry about the technical difficulties, um, but yeah, just a quick view of what Amethyst came out with this marketplace. It's really, it's really basic. It's, it's just a starting point. Um, I can imagine having um, lots more features in the future, things like, um, like a local search, uh, you know, like ways to filter based on whether the item is online only or things like that. Um, and, and right now, it's essentially just a way to message the person. I could, I could see more sophisticated um, options, possibly something like bids or an auction system. Um, but I think, I think it's a good start. Uh, all right, let's see if there's anything. All right. As far as I know, it doesn't, there's nothing connected with the marketplace yeah. with reputation. Um, I think you would have to go elsewhere to see like, is this someone you're already following? Or maybe go to some separate app that does some kind of reputation score. That would be a good thing to see that integrated directly into the marketplace in the future. Yeah, I mean, I don't get how, this, I don't even get how Craigslist works as far as well, cr people from rugging. So Craigslist, well, Craigslist, it, it's kind of a case study of how well you can do with zero reputation system, right? You don't know if you're going to get uh, murdered <laughs> when you buy something on Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> but somehow it works. I mean, it doesn't work great. Um, Facebook Marketplace probably has its advantages, but then you have the disadvantage of, of being a centrally controlled marketplace. So, yeah, I think Nostra could potentially do a lot better. And a reputation system like that for um, buyers and sellers, I think can slowly emerge organically, where the problem is a, it's a bootstrapping problem, right? If you want to have a note, let's say a new note kind that represents um, like a buyer rating or a seller rating, and it could even be like different categories of, of you know, are they prompt and, and categories like that. Uh, well, it's a bootstrapping problem now because if that's a new spec, no one's using it yet. But I, I think Noster could easily transition into something like that and be able to bootstrap it by starting with what we have now. So basically what we have now is follows. That's the best thing you have to go by. Uh, well, you have follows on the positive side as a positive reputation, and then you have negative reputation, which could be in the form of a mute or a block, or no, it's not a block, like a report event, like basically reporting um, objectionable content or muting someone. 
Um, and you can create algorithms that take those into account and come up with scores. So I think using that as a starting point, then also trying to incorporate new data that can be collected as well, that's more specific to a marketplace, would be able to bootstrap that into a more robust reputation system. All right, uh, question came in from PowerMeet. Did I see the upgrade for private groups? Uh, I don't know if you joined late, but I was, I was trying to demo that, and I just I ran into a little confusion here because I'm actually seeing public, um, actually, communities like like the Bookster community on here. Uh, what I wasn't expecting to see that at all, so I'm not really sure at this point what is the difference between a group and a community. Maybe they're using the same um, event kind for those. But yeah, I took a look at the create group page and um, didn't really go any deeper than that, but I think maybe maybe on the next Noster devs, I could do a deeper dive into the private groups. Because I, I, I do find it pretty exciting, especially because it's a little bit outside of the mainstream of what most of the Noster development has been focused on the public side of Noster. And also a lot of it has just been focused on how to copy Twitter, which might not be the, the best. One of my problems with just copying Twitter is that it kind of pretends that relays don't exist. And over time, what could happen is that, well, maybe relays wouldn't exist in the future in the way that they do now. If, if everyone is just trying to converge around a global view of essentially what is Twitter. Um, so I'm hoping to see more developments that actually use relays and fully exploit them for things that they can do, like having a community that's built around a relay or private groups on relays. Um, even, even things like relay sets. Um, I, I know there's been some talk about relay sets, but that's definitely an area that I would like to see more, uh, more attention go into. Because here's, here's kind of the vision of what I have that you could, what I see you could do with um, relay sets. Uh, I see it as a way where someone can use a single profile, but post different types of content, depending on what uh, relay set they want to post it to. So I think a good example would be for Noster developers. If they're just talking shop, and they mainly their, their audience is other Noster developers, I think it would be great to have a relay set where those conversations can go. And the notes themselves could include a tag that specifies the relay set. And then other relays that are general purpose relays, they could filter out based on that tag. And I think that would be good for uh, making a better onboarding experience where people that are new and just checking it out aren't going to see a whole lot of uh, dev talk that's not interesting to them. Um, all right. so. That covers all the apps I wanted to get into. Um, go for it. Would you like to show it? Yeah. Okay, great. Hello, Nasta World. Uh, okay. So I found a cool app um, this week. It's called Flare. 
flare.pub. And this was something I was thinking about building in almost the exact way a few months ago. And so I found it so cool that someone made this with a similar idea. So let me go to flare.pub. I believe that's it. Cool. So Flare is a YouTube um, kind of clone app uh, that exists on Noster. Um, and one of the cool trade-offs it makes is that it does not store the videos. Because this is the big issue, the big overhead if you're a developer. You, you don't want to have to store all these videos. It's expensive. It's centralizing. Um, and so I was thinking about this problem, and I was like, well, why can't I just store all the videos on YouTube and just broadcast those as Noster events, right? And then I'm propagating all of that content on the Noster. And once it exists as a Noster event, I mean, you can zap it. Um, you know, it just has all this additional functionality with it. And this is exactly what uh, this guy did. I don't know who the developer is, but this is really cool. So basically, all these videos are being um, stored on YouTube, as far as I know. Maybe I'm sure there's an option to, like, point to your own server if you're hosting your own videos for any reason. Um, let's just see if we can play a video here. Yeah, and it, I mean, it looks really smooth. It works really well. And of course, you can uh, log in here with Noster, with extension. I, I won't log in for you, Stacks. And uh, we can follow and we can zap. And so, um, you know, this is a cool project. I wonder where this scales to because, you know, there's the problem that you're creating this this event that's, you know, it may be going to live forever. Here's my YouTube video. But then YouTube, if they're hosting that, you know, they can change the URL, they can pull your video down. So this isn't censorship resistant in, in a certain sense, but, you know, it does let you spread your content wider. And so I think that's really cool. And I wonder if this could be something that could kind of bootstrap into some kind of model where people are either self-hosting their own content or maybe they're paying a small amount to have it self-hosted on other people's servers, stuff like that. So excited to see where this evolves and kind of where this goes. So I thought this was a cool app. Um, yeah. Uh, could they get around the censorship problem by maybe using a replaceable event? And it could even be like a regular permanent event also references the address of a replaceable event. And then if the content moves, you could replace the content in that replaceable event and find it that yeah, um, they could definitely do that. And I wonder what kind of event types they are using. Um, I know I saw this from uh, Nobius, Bitcoin, Flare. I wonder if they mentioned that. Um, consume content from any 34235 client you like. What is 34235? Is that a parameterized replaceable event. Yeah, so that is a good point. So if you do get rugged by YouTube and you really like your video, you can like, you know, go go set up your own server, host it, and then replace that event. And then seemingly if I go back to Flare, it should render the, the updated version. So that is a good point. That is really cool. I hear so much back and forth about parameterized replaceable events. Like oh, yeah. People hate them. But I, I don't know. I like, as an app developer, I like having the option. I think it's cool. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know the, the parameterized replaceable events, these are just events of a certain structure that 
relays know that they might get replaced at some point in the future, um, which is cool. It's a nice option to have, but apparently for the relay, it can be a bit of overhead as well. Um, so yeah, Flare is pretty cool. Uh, I guess I'll, can I talk about my two spec? Cool. So there's two updates, two uh, specs that I'm very interested in. So let's go to Noster Nips. Um, this pull requests. Uh, it's number six eighty five. And so this is an extension um, to Nostrawall Connect. And so if you don't know, Nostrawall Connect is a way to um, basically create a connection code that lets uh, an app communicate with your wallet over Noster. And this solves a lot of cool problems. Um, and, but, but mainly what people are using it for right now is that you can create a Nostrawall Connect, you can give it to an app, and you can give that app the right to pay invoices on your behalf, you know, within a specific budget. And there's kind of all these scopes that you can give for, for how the Nostrawall Connect can be used. Um, okay, so that's cool. That's a way to send sats over Noster. But how do we receive sats over Noster? Well, we have Lightning Address, which Lightning Address is cool. It's great. Um, but Lightning Address, it, it doesn't use Noster. It uses HTTP servers. So Ben, uh, ben the Carmen, he uh, extended the, the Nostrawall Connect spec to basically add some, some new commands here. So a cool one here is multi-pay invoice. So paying multiple invoices at, at once. Um, pay key send is another one. That's a cool option to have. Uh, and we have a make invoice, right? So now, uh, and this is, a cool, this is a cool one for me. There's also a list invoices or lookup invoice as well. So some of these are just quality of life, but the make invoice is, is going to be really important and really cool because this means that we're going to be able to create kind of read-only Nostrawall connects to where you can pay me through a Nostrawall Connect instead of through a Lightning address. Um, and so it's just another option, but it keeps everything natively on Nostr versus, you know, we're, we're doing zaps over Nostr kind of, but then we're talking to this HTTP server and we're kind of mixing protocols. Um, so this seems a lot more congruent to me where you could imagine just making, you know, Nostrawall Connects for you to receive into and then some for you to send from into apps. So that is really cool spec change I'm excited about. Um, I'm pretty sure that Albi is implementing it as we speak, and I know that uh, Mutiny probably will be as well. Um, and then a, another one on top of that is, I don't know how to find it, but let's see if we can just search for it. Noster Wallet Auth uh, Nips. Um, See if we can find auth. Oops. Cool, here it is. Also by Ben the Carmen. Uh, we have Nostrawall Auth. So um, Nostrawall Auth is a pre-step to Nostrawall Connect. I know all these protocols, they're very confusing. But when you actually start to implement this stuff, um, something like this is a, is a godsend. So Nostrawall Auth, basically it lets you communicate over Noster as an app between an app and a wallet you can communicate and together you can collaborate and build 
a nostril wall connect kind of without interaction. So instead of me, the user, I necessarily need to go into my wallet settings and kind of configure this custom nostril wall connect. Instead, now an app can give me a button to click or a QR code to scan, and I can scan that with my wallet. And my wallet in that app will communicate over Noster and kind of, uh, you know, the app will create a secret and the, and the wallet will verify it. And then we can create a nostril wallet connect together. And then, um, kind of do it purely over Noster, do it without interaction. And so this is something I know that uh, Mutiny already has this implemented. I want Albi to implement this, uh, and I've already implemented it three times. It's not too hard, um, and it can be a real quality of life improvement. And so these are cool. I know these are similar things, but these are just a few cool things I wanted to highlight because I think that one of the most interesting and powerful use cases of Noster is this ability to communicate uh, between wallets, between apps, and and you know, Nostr Wallet Connect is like probably my favorite feature in Nostr. So those are some cool things to pay attention to. Look out for the releases from your favorite wallets, um, and check out Flare. And I think that's that's everything I had to talk about. So, cheers. All right, thanks, Austin. I th those are those are really great. Uh, projects, so I'm glad you put them on my radar. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know about Flare at all, but this is awesome. Uh, I think it, it totally makes sense to use Noster wherever you can as a content discoverability layer. I like YouTube as a video host. I like using a different front end for YouTube, like Newpipe. Um, so now I can just go to Flare, and I can see um, I can see basically YouTube as curated by people on Noster that I follow, and I would much rather do that than be subjected to YouTube's algorithms. I, I try to stay away from YouTube as much as I can. Um, it's not that it's not that it's showing me stuff I don't want to see, but it's just. Everywhere I look, it's endless rabbit holes that I really shouldn't spend the time going down. So I, I really like the approach they're taking. And in a similar vein, I think it's really cool what's going on here with the um, Noster wallet stuff because it seems like they're trying to use Noster as a layer, almost like a Bitcoin layer three, but it's kind of like a discoverability layer for Lightning, where instead of needing someone else's uh, server and being tied to the DNS system in that way, all you need is uh, Noster, right? You need to be able to connect to Noster relays. And presumably, if one goes down, you could use another. I don't, I don't know how tightly coupled it would be to a specific relay, but I, I think it's going in the right direction. Um, I know I've, I've heard people discuss Noster as potentially like the layer three of Bitcoin. And I think it's, it's starting to, to shape up into that as like, as a layer for a lot of things, not just Bitcoin, but really just a layer where um, discoverability, reputation, uh, things like that can occur. Um, and I will say, I will say that, in my opinion, um, Noster can be 
tough on the end user. Um, it's there's there's always going to be um, unexpected things that happen unless you're really familiar with the architecture. You're going to have things happen like your follow list disappears for no apparent reason, and a lot of people don't you know don't want to deal with that. So I've I've toned down some of my expectations about Noster. Um, I, I see it as especially important within the Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin ecosystem and the apps we're developing around it, but um, I, I don't really see it as uh, kind of like replacing all of social media anymore. Um, I don't think it's really the ideal approach for that. I think um, potentially uh, building something that's more explicitly a federated model is going to make different trade-offs that could be a lot more useful for something that's uh, mass adopted. And I would expect that a lot of the innovation that's happening on Noster, um, a lot of it could be easily repackaged and done in a different protocol that's more normie friendly. So I'm starting to look at Noster as more like this kind of like test tube innovation playground. And I'm not really trying to push it on normies as much. I know the retention rate has been pretty bad, and I probably contributed to that by telling everyone they got to go get on Noster, and, and they, you know, try it out for a little while, and doesn't really uh, meet their expectations. So that's that's all I had. Any more questions? Uh, I I'm raising the bounty to twenty thousand sats for best question. All right, we got one from PowerMeet. What clients' wallets do you see being the easiest to onboard someone new to Noster? I think Primal would be the clear winner, right? I don't really, I kind of moved away from it myself. Um, I have my concerns about centralization, but I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be real, centralization does make things easier. So um, yeah, it's probably Primal. And another question, what's the best web of trust implementation? I would say my implementation, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> Like, okay, so here's the problem with a web of trust implementation, right? If, if you want to essentially boil down all the attributes or all the data points um, around trust to a single metric, a single score, um, well, you have to put some thought into, like, how meaningful is that score? And I think the, the first iterations of trust score on Noster, I think they had a fatal flaw, which is that they were really just a proxy for a popularity score. And like, so I realized that when Coracle came out with their trust score, it just made it really obvious. It's like, okay, well the person, their number's high just because everyone follows them. It doesn't make them more trustworthy. So um, I tried to iterate on that approach and look for a way to essentially cancel out, make the popularity part cancel out and, and really just try to hone in on what their, um, uh, really what their trust rating should be. So I had the idea of doing a friend rating instead where I'm not just, um, I'm not just counting the number of people that I follow who follow someone, but I'm only counting it if the person in question follows those people back. So it has to be two-way. It has to be a friend relationship. And I found that it, it would take people who basically everyone follows, like Jack, and they would still have a good score, but it wouldn't just automatically shoot to the top because they can't follow everyone back. And that's actually a great thing about Noster. Other platforms like Twitter and Blue Sky, um, 
basically don't cap um, follows to a reasonable limit. You can follow thousands of people, which doesn't really model anything in the real world. So it's pretty cool that Noster has kind of a built-in limit on that because it's really up to each relay to decide. But you kind of reach a loose consensus there where you can follow a thousand people, but you're not going to be able to follow 3,000 people. Somewhere between, between those numbers seems to work. Um, so, so yeah, so that, a friend score I think is better, but I think there's ways to do even better than that. Like, cause here's the thing, pretty much any metric can be gamed. And as I was developing my own friend score, <laughs> I was gaming it myself. I was like, okay, I'm gonna follow all these people that don't really wanna see their updates, but I'm gonna follow them anyway, because they have a certain amount of clout and they're following me and it boosts my friend score. So there is a workaround for this. Um, I, I think an improvement that could be done on this basic friend score would be to also normalize it, kind of normalize it around Dunbar's number. So it's Dunbar's number, it's this idea that there's a number, it's, I'd say maybe roughly around 150, maybe, maybe somewhere between there and 200. Um, and it's basically the number of like, kind of like active or meaningful relationships that a person can actually manage before, like if you start adding more people, you're, you're not really gonna remember them. I mean, you're re you'll recognize their face, but you're not gonna be able to actually like pick up where you left off and carry on a meaningful conversation because they're basically strangers at that point. So if you're following a thousand people on social media, it's definitely not modeling uh, real world social interactions. So the idea of normalizing it would be, let's say I'm following 500 people on Noster. Well, okay, my friend score might be pretty good because I'm following a lot of people, but I could say, okay, I'm following, let's say four times whatever Dunbar's number is. I could just normalize it and take whatever the friend score is and divide it by, by four in this case, whatever it is, just to normalize it around that. And you also have people on the other side who are very selective in who they follow. You know, there's, there's people who might only follow like 50 people. Now, if we, if we wanna say Dunbar's number, the number we're gonna normalize around is 150. If someone is only following 50 people, we could say each of those follows is gonna be weighted three times higher to normalize it, if, if that makes sense. So this is another iteration on the original idea of a trust score that I think gets even better and, and harder to game, but it really opens the door to just endless rabbit holes of, you know, there, there's always a better idea and there's really not a perfect metric, but I think we can do pretty well. And we can also create different metrics and kind of let them compete in the free market and even show different metrics side by side where maybe some are more useful in a certain context than others. And PowerMeet says, maybe for friend score, add less weight to follow plus follow back and more to two-way interaction. Okay, <laughs> uh, Car, I think you might be interested in this one. It's like, how much weight do we put on interactions? How much weight in Noster should go to what you might call proof of work of, you know, this isn't just, you know, th this isn't just two people that followed each other, but they're actually, you know, engaging, right? How do you account for that in a score? Well, I don't know. I, to me, I find that particularly easy to game, right? What if I'm just running a bot that 
says GM every morning to Carr. I mean, we could get our numbers up. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like you have to pay to play. I'd say it's a very, it's a very strategic thing when you gain it. It's yeah. It's like, oh, I found this hack. I'm going to totally break the whole platform. Yeah. It's like, no, you gain it and you have to do like a, a risk to reward, not a risk to reward, but like how much you're paying to how much you're getting. Yeah. For doing it. So like I have a separate account. Can you with, talk to me about this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm just talking about like just gaming it at all. So like, I, I like Stacker News's uh, web of trust and how they do it, and a lot of it does involve the payments, the zaps. So I think the zaps are the important thing that you need to weigh. But uh, can you do that on Noster at all? Is there any I was just about to say like one issue on Noster is that you can spoof zaps. Um, but but what I was just saying over there is that really I game Stacker News's web of trust algorithm already, but it's not a free lunch. Like I do it st like uh, strategically. Like I have a second account that I use and I have to pay money and I have to ha give that account a good reputation to basically help boost my account. And so it's like, I'm paying money and I'm spending time to do this. And it's like, yeah, I'm kind of gaming the system, but at the same time, like kind of sucks, you know, like it's, it's, a, it's a concerted effort where I'm having to make a calculation of like, how much am I gaining for how much I'm spending? Um, and so like, that's what I think is good about the game theory. It's like, yeah, I'm not breaking it. I'm actually playing within the game theory and to play within it and to try and kind of artificially boost my account or something like that. I got to pay to play. Yeah, exactly. And so like also by me doing this, I'm playing into the rewards pool that everyone gets versus on Noster, you know, you're zapping people 100% of those zap like there's no slippage that really happens. Um, so there's lots of ways that I mean, you can really game any trust score on Noster in a way that like you couldn't really do on Stacker News, like you would just be, you know, s spilling all these sats out of your pocket that would end up in the rewards pool for everyone else. So in the end, even though you're kind of breaking or bending the, the, the rules and the algorithm, you're still benefiting everyone in a way. So it's not perfect, but it's a great counterbalance that um, so far has scaled. I mean, if you go look at the the popular the popular accounts on Stacker News, like they put in the work. Um, there's no frauds up there. I'm probably the biggest fraud, actually. So. Yeah, it's really interesting to look at how Stacker News is able to do reputation versus on Noster. Um, well, Noster, you have the idea of a web of trust, but you don't have any reliable way to account for money flows as a source of reputation because they can be fake. Um, but we're, the question we're kind of getting into now is putting the zaps aside because they can be fake. What about just looking at the, the flow of interactions like replies and likes between people? And PowerMeet just, you know, he just had the comeback of, you know, it's not just the it's not just like the score we would have between each other, but like my overall score. I mean, how much interaction am I having across Noster? And that, that that's an interesting point. Um, it, it might be a useful metric to look at because we could set up something fake between each other, 
But realistically, am I going to have like a bot that's going out to all my friends on Noster and like just driving fake engagement? People are going to find that annoying. So I, I think you could potentially get some real, derive some real metrics from that. But how useful are they going to be? I guess I would have the, the possible objection that just like with the original trust score, I found it to be really not trust, but a proxy for something else, a proxy for popularity. I could see doing kind of like proof of work, Noster scores based on that as being a proxy, just not, not really for trust or what you're trying to measure, but it could end up being like a proxy for just how loud someone is. Maybe someone has no job and they're just on Noster all day, right? <laughs> So is it really the thing to, to optimize for versus quality of interaction? Like, I don't know, it's endless trade-offs. There's really no perfect answer to the question. Uh, PowerMeet says, an example of that could be those AI bots, Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they get, they get interaction because people, they, they have a, a purpose. Like, they don't care that it's not a human, but they just, for the most part, I guess they were entertained, at least in the early days before I blocked Dave and I was actually seeing this stuff. <laughs> People were just kind of curious, like, you know, what would happen? And they wanted to do things like, let's have the two bots talk to each other and see what happens there. And you get these crazy conversations. Um, so, so yeah, people are free to try, you know, try to make some kind of, uh, interactions-based metrics. Um, I, I still think it's kind of questionable, like what are we actually measuring there? Um, but, you know, really the free market will decide. Uh, Noster is the freest place to experiment with these ideas. And I guess uh, w what I would respond about Stacker News earlier, Stacker News is in a totally different position because as a central custodian, they can make all this gamification happen. So kind of the trade-off is you trust Stacker News, but then you can get all this better data that can lead to trust scores for individual people on the platform. Like they can build a web of trust there that you really couldn't do on Noster, but then the trade-off is you're just putting extra trust on them as the central provider. Um, everything's still pretty transparent. It's open source. If Stacker News was evil, someone could make Stacker News too. It's still a cool system. I think it's always going to be around. Um, it's just, uh, just trade-offs between that versus Noster, where it's like the true Wild West, and it's just uh, a total free market of ideas and algorithms and metrics, things like that. All right, I think I'm about ready to wrap it up. Any more questions? Cool. All right, so the prizes will go to PowerMeet for best question. A lot of good questions there. I don't have a favorite, but definitely, definitely won that one. And the uh, 10K sats will go to Austin uh, because uh, Flare, that was a great project to shill. Somehow wasn't on my radar, but I'm really excited to see things like that. Okay, so with that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks, everyone.